Welcome to Women's Words, a podcast where we change the conversation about abuse and healing and provide a place for women to be seen and heard. We're your hosts, Hyla Rogers and Jenny Decker. We are all living downstream from a multitude of stories, themes, and ideas of patriarchy. Some of these are cultural and some religious, and of course, there are intersections between the two. Together, we want to challenge the forces that have pushed women into this stream. We will discuss a variety of related subjects with the goal of creative growth and awareness. If you're triggered or experience distress at any point while listening, we encourage you to use grounding techniques, push pause, or take whatever serenity break works for you. Your safety and health are important to us. Let's begin. Yeah, I love when, how you said um, they don't want to understand. So this crazy thing kept happening in my marriage for 12 years. So that um, my ex would say, uh, okay, so what happened? Or like, I don't understand like why you were hurt by that. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll explain it to you. Like, so the onus was on you to just... Yeah, but that's okay. Like, I didn't him. mind. Uh-huh. Like, I was a good, submissive <laughs> wife, and I was like, I would explain in just detail. Just pointing out, though, that that was another burden. Oh, absolutely. That was inappropriately absolutely. put on your shoulders. Yes, and I would explain. Sometimes and I would even talk. write down what was said verbatim mm-hmm. so that I would remember. And so I could <sighs> I go back I've and look at, like, what did I do wrong? Um, and I would tell him, well, this happened and then this happened and then this happened and this happened. And I really was hurt because like you said, you would be home by five forty-five, so I can get to book club by six, but you weren't home until six fifteen, So I had to show up 30 minutes late and I want to be able to rely on you. I would talk for like five, 10 minutes. He would <laughs> pretend like he was listening. And then he would say, oh, I don't understand. And I would start over. And so and one this day- is a- I would like to point out, just a normally intelligent person. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I just think yeah, we need to point that out. Yeah, there, so there were this, no... What happened there were was... No, um, so this delayed is learning situation no, 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 no. or anything. He's, he's neurotypical. He's not... He has a personality disorder. I'm partly kidding with this. Though. Totally. I'm just saying. He's very intelligent. <laughs> right. He had no problem understanding. Yes. So, um, but I, you know, bought into it. I would explain it over. We would get into these circular conversations. Doing, and doing mm-hmm. the work of two people. Oh, absolutely. Would, and then he would, like, just keep, like, running me in the circle. And um, invalidating, minimizing, blame shifting, all of that would be, like, kind of added in just for fun for <laughs> some little extra spices. So we <laughs> Let were, me just say something also yeah, funny. Yeah. Because it's coming to mind. I feel like when they exercise horses and they yeah. attach them to a circle, mm-hmm. but the horses are developing muscles. Yeah. Yeah. I was <laughs> developing muscles, but not the right kind. Well, yeah. you can use them later. Yeah. In yeah. Probably. A different context. Yeah, totally. And so I... To run at least. To run at least, right? So I went... Away. I, we were separated and we were on the phone one day and then he did this to me. I explained to him for like five, ten minutes. I was very upset about a situation to, and being very clear about what I needed because we, I was had some safety in my life. And then he told mm-hmm. me after I explained, I don't understand. And I just felt like God gave me this little light bulb and I was like, this is the I don't understand game. <laughs> And I was like, this is not, no, like, this is fucking bullshit. This is not an actual You don't want to understand. You're never going to understand anything I want or need. You're never going to understand it on purpose. I love that there was a little bit of humor in there. Yes. This is the I don't understand game. And Wait. I just, I was on the phone with him and I literally was like, oh, I was like, this Wait, is a game. There was a moment of clarity. Yes. And I told him, this is a game. And I'm not playing it anymore. 
And he literally never did it to me again after 12 wow. and a half years. <laughs> but that pisses me off too because yeah. he knew it was knew. a game. Yeah. Yeah. This is, yeah, this is not done without clarity on their part. They're not confused about the game. We're well, confused about the game. <laughs> yeah. But they're not confused about the game. Well, and that I would like to, to comment on a little bit. Yeah. Because I think they are and there aren't. Mm. And that took me a minute to be able to see. Mm-hmm. Because I... I would excuse in those situations. Yeah. And and I do think that there's a level of of unconscious behavior. I think it actually exists together. Mm-hmm. And that would be the miraculous way we humans are made. Like, <laughs> you know, you you know exactly what you're doing at the same time that you have this level of unconsciousness that you're just living with. Sure. Well, it reminds me of the Everybody Loves Raymond episode okay. where he, um, the you know, the older couple, Marie and... Okay, across the street, yes. George, I remember that What's show. his name? Yeah. yeah, I don't remember. The dad. Yeah. He's like kind of crotchety. Yeah. He's like yeah. a great character. I know, I love and, that. Yeah, we love Man. him, right? So, and she's a very like strong woman and he, um, one day he she figures out that he can actually fold the laundry. Like he's been folding it wrong for decades on purpose. And this is like the whole willful okay. incompetence. And okay. some people refer that as yeah. willful incompetence. Yeah, he he is doing it wrong. He either could have learned to do it right or could actually knows, but he's doing it wrong so that he doesn't get this job again. And and she found out that he could do it right because he, the dad had had a conversation with his son, like, just do it wrong, uh-huh. and then she won't ask you to do that anymore. And um, and they they figured it out, and Marie was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> and he just admitted defeat. He said, well, the jig is up. I had a good run. Uh-huh. And, and it reminds me of yeah, that. It was just yeah, like, yeah. And, and also, I think on some so... level he was like, I, I, I don't know how to do this. I'm a man. I couldn't possibly know how, like, to what you're saying. Like, uh-huh. I think part of him believed he couldn't oh, do it I appropriately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So both at the same time. Yeah. Totally. I also think it's interesting to bring up that example of a sitcom from what I think is in the 90s <laughs> and, you know, where we've come totally, since then yeah. even. Yeah. And I don't even think I would think that was funny anymore. Right. Because <laughs> of what I see in because there. Because the sexism in it, right? Yeah. It's and offensive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Now I see no. that. But, mm-hmm. yeah. So it do- all this kind of does relate to the over-spiritualizing too mm-hmm. yeah. because it's messages that we make up yeah. to kind of have a smoke screen yeah. or to protect ourselves. Yeah. And or I believe we have a sense have of control. Like a direct responsibility for our lives to God. So, and that's why I'm discouraging over-spiritualization because we don't just have a responsibility to our spouses or to our partners. We have a direct responsibility to live the God, the life that God created us for, you know, and when we're living in an unhealthy or toxic or abusive or addiction um, environment, we cannot fulfill our potential. We rob the world of who God created us to be in the world. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's how we didn't quite finish how we got into the subject of codependence. Yeah. And yeah. and we didn't quite finish that. And I have a comment to kind of summarize that one, which is that that whole role or way of operating as, quote-unquote, a codependent is a bypass. It, it is a way mm-hmm. of not having a personal one-on-one relationship with mm-hmm. 
God or, right. you know, the divine right. or just right. searching for truth individually. Mm-hmm. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a way of keeping it a distance, keeping it an arm's right. length. Right. So, right. And I yeah. remember a huge thing for, of freedom for me was when I started to tell my ex, I'm going to do what I think is best. And even dropping mm-hmm. the necessity to justify it through scripture, even dropping the desire to justify it through what a pastor said, what another yeah. man said, what the Bible said, mm-hmm. but saying, you know what, I have an actual direct relationship with God and I'm going to take the wisdom that he gave me and I'm going to, I'm going to use prayer. I'm going to use wise counsel. I'm going to certainly use all those right. sources, but right. at the end of the day, I have a right, right. I have a sense of what's right. right. I can find it. I can right. use my brain. Right. Right. When and I I've... might make mistakes. Yes. And also, that's okay. Right. Failing forward. Love that concept. Right. Also, right. we could talk about that in terms of <laughs> messages to women about perfectionism yeah. and right. and messages to just people. But yeah, the whole, um, what you're talking about is also in relation to, I had an experience in a cult-like church. Yeah. And I walked out of there clutching the Bible because mm. uh, it wasn't used. Yeah. People would wave it around, you know, but not really open. And oh, yeah. yeah. And even just recently, some yeah. of my experiences, people were trying to have some battle of the of the Bible verses or battle yeah. of the, the right. quick thoughts. You right. know, well, this is true. And, this is it. and, you know, it's whoever's fastest. Yeah. It's whoever wins yeah. the competition and right. can talk the most. Yeah. And instead of... It, and it doesn't feel safe in a way to do what you're saying, what we're right, talking about. Right. It, it, to let someone just find the truth. It's not formulated. Right. Will that work? Right. It'll be crazy. <laughs> It'll be anarchy. Yeah. Not everything yeah. will fall apart. Yeah. But not. No, of course it not. Won't. Because in Romans it says that like God will reveal himself in the rocks and trees. <laughs> You know, we are not yeah. bound to what one person thinks well, and is we the can truth. Check. We can check with each other. Yeah, with that kind of honest mm-hmm. exploration yeah. comes an yeah. openness to being corrected. Right. Comes right. A, a desire to be, yeah. quote unquote, in yeah. community and right. have good wisdom and seek it out. Right. And have yeah. back My and forth with My ex literally people. told me, on whose authority are you doing this? Mm. Yeah, talking about formulating things. Yeah, and I I was like, that's when I told him, from now on I'm going to do what I think is best. Because I was like, let me just lay it out for you because from now on this is how I'm going to operate. Yeah. And I, I, I knew at the time there would be no space for us to be together in that kind of paradigm. He didn't want me if he couldn't control me. And I think that's true of all abusers. Um, They don't want you if they can't control you. You're worth what you give to them. It is sad. And it's it's sad for them. It's so sad. Right? Yeah. Because they miss out on real relationship. Right. Right. And and that's what I like, too, about this model, if we want to call it that, is that it works because there's freedom. Mm -hmm. And in that... I want to point out that it wasn't like you were choosing narcissism. Right. You weren't choosing, you know, when, when we choose right. to find the truth for ourselves, we're not saying everything we say goes. We right. know all right. the truth. You, I right. want to point out, you yeah. said, I'm going to search and, and look for good advice, and I am trusting that I am equipped to find it right. and determine right. what it is. Right. And that's yeah. just how truth works. Yes. And it's, I think we, we can, even more than that, we have a responsibility to live that way. 
mm-hmm. especially as women. Like we have a responsibility to show up fully in the world. And I think showing up fully means mm-hmm. that we discern, right? Yeah. We look at things and we take it into consideration and we discern and we act. And that is just a human trait. Yeah. It's not a male trait. Yeah. Well, and it's amazing how it does work too. Cause I was talking to someone this week about what is your reason and purpose? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And w- I was realizing how much everything falls into place yeah. after that. And yeah. it sounds like this is why it's so good to have these conversations. Yeah. Because without having a kind of more full conversation, if you just hear it in a little clip, yeah. it sounds like narcissism. It sounds like selfishness. <laughs> it could. It could. Yeah. yeah. But instead, everything falls into place. Right. right. If we each of us right. figure that out. Yeah. Well, of course, there's self-reflection, you know, yeah. I'm assuming, you know, yeah. a lot of things because, of course, right. there should be self-reflection right. and, like, thinking through and mm-hmm. and, and getting thinking about the consequences on other people's lives getting... that we care about and love and even people we don't know. Right. Yeah, so. But but not even though that, though, not mm-hmm. even thinking about the consequences, yeah. it centers us somehow mm-hmm. to realize, okay, this is what I was made to do. I think there's a humility inherent in it yeah, absolutely. that then... I'm I'm human, right? As soon as I thought that, yeah, as soon as I thought that, I thought I might make a mistake. Uh I might do something with my money I would have regretted. I yeah, I wish I wouldn't have done. I might have hurt somebody's feelings by saying something that I felt was true, but maybe wasn't the whole truth. Mm -hmm. You know, things happen. So there's there's humility, but then but then that can trip us up from continuing if we over-spiritualize right. and right. think, right. oh, I'm I'm all everything and I'm going to ruin people's lives if mm. I make a mistake. Right, right. And just having the freedom to make mistakes. Yeah. Um, I love my um, youngest. He uh, was a, a little perfectionist when he was in kindergarten and first grade. And his teacher told him, mistakes are proof that you're trying. Yes. And I <laughs> loved that. Kindergarten and, teachers. <laughs> yes. And he like came home and told me. And I was like, it's okay to make mistakes. Yeah. And he said, mistakes are proof that you're trying. And I was like, that is so true. Good. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. good. You can't beat that. So like, good. yes, if we weren't. If we are making mistakes, it means we're trying to do something. And again, mm-hmm. we're back to like, good for women. We wanted to talk this time a little bit about why it's so foundational for people in church circles to have God be male. Mm-hmm. Things along those lines and what that means to us as women, yeah. as girls, and as people of faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And some related subjects. So <laughs> we'll see where this yeah. goes. It's a great point. Yeah. 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 Okay. Can you talk well, a little more about um, your experience with that? Yeah. Thanks for asking. Let's do that. <laughs> well, when we were talking earlier, I had written down about some of your experience and which I hope to hear more about too, but just about it being a foundational element in people's approach to, mm-hmm. I don't know if I would want to call it faith, but their church life. <laughs> yeah. Right. And mm-hmm. I just realized recently that we just don't have a third pronoun in the English language. Mm-hmm. And so also in books and, and in the Bible, God is just he. Mm-hmm. All the time. Mm-hmm. And I've even just been reading something recently <laughs> that was talking about, it's 
I'm laughing too soon for people to know why, but was talking about Jesus giving birth, mm-hmm. which I don't know if that's in there, but I do know that Jesus was a man. Mm-hmm. So it bothered me because there was a, a new awareness of the language in the Bible. And I want to say, too, that I'm not looking at the Bible as the end-all, be-all, only book, only right source of wisdom, although Mm -hmm. I personally have experienced it being unique among all books, and and it speaks to me in different ways every time I read it, but the truth is there Mm -hmm. in a special way, Mm -hmm. and I reread other books too and find truth in other books, but it is a living Mm -hmm. document to me, and but just trying to narrow down things in a way that I'm prescribing to others. This is the verse. This is the line. This Mm -hmm. is what this Mm -hmm. means. And it means that for everything. Right. Just like having God be male. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's not what I'm saying about that book. But so my experience of Mm -hmm. being in the church or reading this book where the pronoun is just he and him Mm -hmm. all over the place especially just recently, has been one of feeling excluded. Mm -hmm. And I just don't see myself. So it's an issue of representation. And it's also really painful. It really hurts to Mm -hmm. not be included, Mm. to not have myself reflected Mm -hmm. and seen. Yeah. 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 But what is very interesting is... All that said, you'd think that what people would care about me or other women, what we feel or think. Yeah. Why d- instead does it make people so angry? Why does yeah. it, you know, I've experienced right. a friend put a Facebook post and about something along these lines and people were just like, God is not female. Right. What what is the anger from? Right. You know, where mm-hmm. wh- why is that so threatening mm-hmm. or why does right. that give get such a reaction out of people right so that's the question i'd love to discuss yeah because maybe there's this too maybe there's an understanding assumption that the most powerful being has to be male that's a great observation should be in charge oh there you go Mm -hmm. good job jenny yeah yeah, Yeah. no really i I didn't know the answer when i Yeah, when you were saying that, I was Mm -hmm. thinking, if there's ever a time to use they, this would be it. (laughs) Me too. I I was like, that would actually be more descriptive. Yeah, if we're ever Um, using a pronoun to describe more than one person uh, in a person, or not a person, but a being or a deity, a spirit, Mm -hmm. then we would use they. Right, right. That would be appropriate. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Would at least be accurate in terms of we're made in the image of God. Mm -hmm. I believe that. And we could talk theologically what I think that means, but I just think it means we're all valuable as people and, and we matter Mm -hmm. because we look like Mm -hmm. God. So, and are like God. And that doesn't mean I'm, not human and limited. It yeah. it just means I matter. Right. So if right. if there's if there's such an antipathy mm-hmm. to God is female or has mm. female attributes, but I don't like that phrase even mm-hmm. because that seems a little more minimizing. God is female. Mm-hmm. God is like me. I'm mm-hmm. female. I am a woman. So yeah. God is a woman. 
Well, in and, some way. Right. And in Genesis, it says mm-hmm. that we are created in the image of God. Right. Male and female, he created them. Right. Right. It then, goes to the length of saying right. that we are created in right. God's image and God, right. God's image encompasses male and female. I like Anne Lamott says she called God Howard for a long time. So <laughs> I think I remember from like, that. Um, those books. Howard be thy name. So oh, right, right. Uh, <laughs> and I think it's just male, but also it is male. But funny. I think the point is more that it's like not so removed. Maybe. Yeah, and you need to find a representation of God that you can approach. Yeah, and I like that you brought mm-hmm. that up because I wanted to even say mm-hmm. that for some people who don't want to read the Bible as a book or don't right. believe quote unquote that it's true and yeah. I think you can just look at a book and find truth and decide if it's there or not yeah, yeah. but it just makes sense to me mm-hmm. that all human beings mm-hmm. are mm-hmm. special mm-hmm. we are we're different Absolutely. than animals you right. know yeah. and we're beautiful each of us matters mm-hmm. and I like to look at nature right. in terms of just why is there so much beauty there's no mm-hmm function to it there's no right. purpose right other and we than are utern- we are eternal when not everything I, and is i eternal. think people can just feel Since that, that truth mm-hmm. in right in their being and yeah. and i think with nature or with creation i think just there's truth in there mm-hmm. there's a, a sense of eternity yeah the way the seasons come around sure, yeah. and just all of that 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 can speak to this mm-hmm. topic too. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's really good. I, for a little while, um, when I was dealing with all the things and I was angry that God didn't like see all my checked boxes and give me <laughs> what I truly deserved in life. And um, I was really upset with God. And I think that's really what forgiveness is dealing with is that that rupture in your relationship with your creator or with the what do they call it? Your higher power. Mm -hmm. So during that time, I could not imagine God as a man. And I kind of had this picture in my mind of a father God that was loving and kind. And I related to for a long period of my life. And then I started to understand more about abuse and how my own father was in my relationship with him and with, in his relationship with my mother and how my ex was. And I, I had a very hard time dividing that from my relationship with God. And when I thought of God, I couldn't I couldn't imagine him in any way. And I didn't feel close because mm-hmm. I thought, I don't know how to reconcile those things in my mind and my heart. And I just can't um, believe that you would let this happen to me. And then um, I saw a picture of a mom and she was laying in the grass with her baby and she was kind of curled around her baby a little bit. And I thought, that is God to me. Yeah. 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 And why wouldn't a picture that was so gentle and warm and loving and kind why wouldn't that be God? That's the totally. kind of God I want to know and experience. And absolutely, and I there's nothing like heretical about there's that. Nothing wrong with that. But yeah, then there's nothing heretical mm-hmm. about that. It's what like, I don't. Yeah, it's what, a place where you feel safe. And then when I prayed, I yeah. thought of that image, and that that was God. And and know. but why are people when you use the word heretical that mm-hmm. in that implies judgment? Absolutely. So why are people so quick to judge something good? someone else's experience of something 
good. But and that's that's a real so question, not just rhetorical, power, right? Uh huh. Seems so related to power because and if, the fear of if, what this might not be right, right, and I'll get in trouble. Yeah. If you can decide what God looks like, then you don't have to accept my view of God, and then I don't have power over Ooh, you. Okay, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It all goes back to like right, who, and it who, also who gives you the authority to mm. say that God can be depicted like that. Uh huh, and it it also oh it also really interferes with human relationships mm -hmm. because if we are relating to one another, yeah. looking Makes scanning, yeah, if we're looking and scanning when we're trying to have relationship with each other, yeah, for the authority, where's the authority? Who's in authority? How do I put myself under them? How mm -hmm. do I relate in terms of that? Right, it just. It just causes all kinds of problems. Yeah. We can't be close to one another. Right. We right. And we can't be close to God either. Right. And I've heard it said, and I it's like one of the truest things I've heard is that you, if you're asking who's in charge in a relationship, then you're missing the point entirely. Wow. Yeah. If your point is who's in charge, then yeah. we're not, we're not getting the idea of community or gospel or yeah. love or anything yeah. important or valuable. Oh, that's really good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We're missing the whole mm -hmm. point. Yeah. And I think we have touched on the answer then to why... It's so foundational. That's the word mm -hmm. I remember now that you used mm -hmm. for people that God is male. And that is that who's in charge question. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. So if we say no one's in charge. <laughs> right. Then where are we left? Or truly with? only God is in charge. Well, that's what. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and, and if, who can know the and will God of God? Is, like, well, and God is not the kind that rules over people. Right. That's not right. how... Right. God is or works, yeah. what we're left with then is trust and relationship. Right. <laughs> so. Which is the point. I know. <laughs> yeah. And I like yeah. to touch on what we were talking about submission is I want some of the verses that were like the most convincing to me after I got over like, I but I have to listen to somebody right kind of question okay. where like, oh, but there's so many verses in the Bible that talk about one another. Uh -huh. Like, be kind to one another, forgive one another, consider others as much as yourselves. Like, mm -hmm. all these verses that talk about kind of how we should treat one another in yeah. relationship. Yeah. We that's, love to talk about equal. this. Right. We love right. to talk about this with siblings. We love to talk about this with, like, other people in fellowship or in our community. But then when it comes to, like, marriage or um, significant others or those romantic relationships, we forget those exist. Yeah. And we deal with, like, submission, yeah. submission, submission. Yeah, there has to be a hierarchy. There, there has to be a hierarchy. Or even, even in churches, even in workplaces, mm -hmm. there right. has to be yeah. an authority structure. Right. And we right. do have to have organization. Absolutely. But if we are operating in this one another way, right. then there's safety and structure in that. Yes, and I just thought, surely those... <laughs> Those verses still apply to, mm -hmm. like, maybe the most important relationship in my life. Yeah. Like surely one those, another. Yeah. Surely all those one another verses yeah. still apply to this, too. Yeah. 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 I also want to point out that one of those verses that you mentioned, yeah. <laughs> people do misquote it, I think, and they yeah. say, put others before yourselves. Above yourself. Uh-huh. It doesn't say that. Right. Uh -huh. And it doesn't work. No. It doesn't work no. at all because no. if we aren't having self-love which 
Right. People also think that's a bad thing. We de- or if we're devaluing ourselves. Yeah. Then how can we value others? Yeah. And that, now that I'm thinking about it right now in this mm-hmm. moment, circles back to we love because we first were loved, mm-hmm. which right. took me a while to understand mm-hmm. that one. Yeah. Probably because I was looking at it in a mathematical way instead <laughs> of an emotional way. Right. Because I feel I feel loved, mm-hmm. and therefore out of that I can absolutely love others because yeah, there's an input. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's beautiful, but it's messy <laughs> to yeah, like live life. like this. Yeah. Like life. Yeah. It's messy, but it's not. It's mm-hmm. messy like a painting, like mm. a. a and a creation of art, mm-hmm. uh, an art mm-hmm. work. Um, yeah, like it comes together mm-hmm. in a way that you don't control. There's this surrender people talk about, you know, yeah. being inspired. Yeah, That's what that is. Mm-hmm. So that's beauty in messiness. It's not messy like destruction. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm getting I'm, philosophical I'm like, We can now. talk a whole thing about surrender. I like <laughs> yeah, the concept we should. of sur- surrender. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, that's another good topic. Uh-huh. Thank you for listening. We hope this helped you change the conversation. If you liked this episode, we invite you to subscribe, leave a review, or share on whatever platform you're using to listen. It will help others to find the show. Speak on. This episode was sponsored by Studio 916 at the Sand Creek Library branch of the Pikes Peak Library District in Colorado Springs, Colorado. If you or your business or organization are interested in sponsoring this work, please contact us through our Facebook page or at thriverwomen at gmail.com. We're super thankful to Keegan Kellogg, producer and engineer at PPLD Sand Creek, for his encouragement and professional expertise in this endeavor. And also Terry Josiah Sharp, the other person in production behind the scenes here in the studio at Sand Creek, has been a serendipitous creative connection for us in this work. Both are people whom we're sincerely happy to know, both professionally and as individuals.